Hello sports fans and welcome to the 8th episode of Pub Talk Rugby League for 2022, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up to talk about rugby league. My name is Adam and I know very little about football, so I'm joined like always by my panel of armchair experts. Smokes? G'day fellas, let's do it, let's get stuck into another exciting round of rugby league. The principal... Welcome. I think it's going to be a very exciting podcast. I feel like there's lots of rants coming up. I'm, I've been waiting for it all week. Good energy. Uh, Phantom obviously also didn't make it to uh, this episode, so we'll just carry on without him. Um, all right. Well, like I said, I didn't get to watch much except for a little bit of the women's uh, grand final. Uh, but even that was like maybe the first 20 minutes or so, and then I moved on to other things with children and that. So, Smokes, what did you watch? Uh, yeah, I've got a few games. I mean, I saw a lot of the um, a lot of the Newcastle Manly game. Uh, quite a bit of the first game on Friday. All of the um, uh, second game on Friday. Uh, bits and pieces of the other games as well. So. Um... All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, round five: Knights and Sea Eagles. Smokes, you picked the Sea Eagles. We all picked Knights. So <laughs> maybe yeah. walk us through that one. Yeah. Um. I just uh, I just had a feeling going into it. I'd, I sort of just I, I thought the first couple of rounds with the Knights was a bit of a false dawn. I don't think like a lot of people were getting very excited, but I mean, yes, they got the Roosters in round one, and the Roosters are a good team, but the Roosters always start quite slowly each year, and then they beat the West Tigers. Who, let's face it, everyone beats the West Tigers. So I didn't think their form was particularly brilliant. Um, I thought I thought Manly's form the previous couple of weeks they were getting better each week and. Um, they were they were way too good. I mean, Newcastle put on a bit of a fight in the second half to sort of get back into it a little bit, but then Manly sort of took it away in that last 10 minutes. I think they scored three tries in the last nine or 10 minutes um, to close that game out. So, so the scoreline was a bit more out, out of, you know, out of whack compared to how the game actually went. But I think Manly always looked like they had Newcastle's measure. All right. And principal. Yeah, it sort of seems that the um, the teams that we sort of expected to be at the top are sort of slowly starting to um, figure out their, you know, work out their form and they're sort of moving towards the top again. So, you know, the Knights actually thought they were doing really well at the start, but I think they've had some injuries as well, haven't they, Smokes, that have um, has, might be affecting some of their performances. But, yeah, they sort of seem to be... They struggled against Manly, so Manly seemed to be going from strength to strength even without Tommy Turbo. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they come, at, like where they sort of if they keep going up or if it's just a one-off and they struggle again. It's a great opportunity for them to prove um, that they can win games without him, uh, and they get another good chance this week because I think they're playing the Gold Coast, who are so up and down with their form. So this is their chance to prove it. Yep, and then Friday we had New Zealand Warriors with the Cowboys. They won by one point. Yeah, it was another game where. Probably, you know, I didn't have a lot of interest in it, but it was close to the end. So it was, it was one of those games where it was just good to watch because it was close. And, you know, I normally I normally see the end of the six o'clock games on the Friday night. Um, so, yeah, it's a good time to tune in and just watch the end of it. And Sean Johnson kicked the field goal to win the game. And he was he's pretty emotional about it at the end, actually, at the end of the game, which was interesting to see. <laughs> Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Um, yeah, look, it, it was a, it was a, a fun game because it was sort of end-to-end stuff and... The Cowboys got a bit of a lead on them. I think they're up eighteen six, and then just after half, uh, I think just before half time, um, the Warriors got to try to get it back within six. And then just after half time, I think it is without a doubt the softest and easiest try I've ever seen scored in any game of rugby league 
at any level. The, the try that Katie Nikarima scored from dummy half at the start of the second half. I've never seen a bigger hole in a defensive line than that. Like three meter, like a metre or two out from the try line. The whole, there must have been 10 metres in between the marker and the next guy on the defensive line. It was ridiculous. I, I, was, I remember just looking at this going, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure I messaged you guys saying, that has to be the softest try in the history of any football game, surely. Yeah. That was just hilarious to see. But um, good end-to-end stuff. I mean, it was fun. I mean, I think it sort of showed where both teams are at. Neither of them are really going to be a chance of winning a premiership, but they'll, they'll provide nuisance value to a lot of teams because they, they, they can put on some points when they're... When they're in the mood, so yeah. Uh, and then, okay, Smokes, Broncos versus Roosters. I'm surprised Phantom's not here to, you know, gloat, but uh, take it away. Phantom, who, who's that again? I vaguely recall yeah, exactly. the name. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember him from many, many eons ago. Look, I mean, let's, let's first of all take the supporters' cap off, okay, and let's just talk about the actual game. I think it's probably the best game so far this year. I think it was really... Good quality, intent, like high intensity from both teams. Um, both teams defended really well. Team, you know, I don't think there was any real soft tries scored by other teams. Um, there were some really good players for both teams. Katoni Staggs had, had his best game of the year. I think Adam Reynolds had, had his best game in a Broncos jersey since joining the club. Um, a couple of Broncos forwards did stand up considering we were missing a couple of guys through injury and suspension. So... So from that point of thing, it was a you know they 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 fought hard. Corey Oates hat trick, he was unbelievable. And then from the Roosters, obviously Joey Manu, um, probably you know dug them out of the grave a couple of times with with some individual tries. Um, Sam Walker was very good as well. Um, so both teams had some really good players. Four tries all. It literally went down to the final play of the game because the Broncos had a penalty close to the line and and tried to put on a move to to tie the game up. Couldn't quite pull it off, but. Um, Really good game of footy. Um, principal. Can you put the supporters hat on now? I want to hear the oh, supporters, put the supporters version on now. now. Okay, so yeah, so you've, I was you've get got your, the nod by. Your... Okay, all right, all right. So, okay, so let's. let's this is let's all get about you this week. Now, this game. I just want to hear. I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about specific... oh, Okay, look. We spoke about this last week. One of the stories we spoke about was Todd Payton coming out and saying that the. Lesser favoured teams or the lower ranked teams do not get the rub of the green when it comes to crucial calls. Now, this was not the only game this weekend that this happened in, but it was certainly one. And being a supporter of a team who has for the last few years been a lowly ranked team, it's extremely disappointing when you... And I think a lot of fans would suggest, a lot of neutral fans would suggest that the Broncos played better than the Roosters on Friday night, but they did not walk away with the win. Part of that is on us for not closing the game out, but part of that is the fact that every 50-50 call went in favour of the higher-ranked, more-fancied Sydney Roosters. I think the only 50-50 call that went in the Broncos' favour was the captain's challenge that James Sadesco made when he knocked the ball on into Staggs, when, when he knocked the ball and then Staggs hit it, which constituted a knock-on. However, even through that captain's challenge, they looked at it about 15 times. It was like they were like, oh, well, this is James Sadesco and he's challenged it. So he must be right. So we've got to find proof that he's right because it's Mr. Tedesco and he's one of the game's elite players playing for one of the, the game's elite clubs. He has to be right. And they looked at it 15 times, even though the first play was very clear. He knocked the ball forward. It then touched Tony Stagg's arm, and that's the end of it. Now, one happened in the first half against us where we put a captain's challenge in for a 50-50 call uh, when Herbie Farmworth went... Um, uh, he... he, he 
jumped with the ball and he thought he retained it before a Roosters player touched it. They looked at it twice and said, oh, no, the Roosters are going to get this call go their way. That, that to me, shows straight up the unconscious bias they have towards the higher favoured teams. I've had my say on the Joey Manu thing. Not many people seem to agree with me, so I'm just going to have to cop that one and say, oh, fair enough. However, I tend to think if it happened up the other end of the field and it was given no try, then the decision would have stuck and the Broncos would not have been awarded that try. Um, We'll go into this game soon, but it happened in the Raiders game too. The Raiders' first try, it was so clear from the first replay that he got that ball down, they still looked at it 12 times because they were trying to find a way to take that try off the Raiders. As a fan, I'm sick of it. Unfortunately, there's no fix to it. There's just always going to be unconscious bias towards the higher-ranked teams and the the higher... The higher-regarded um, players in the competition. Rant over. I sort of went off and I thought I'd, you know, probably have it another 15 minutes of just, um, you know, time <laughs> to just chill out for a bit. <laughs> um, you know what I found with this game? I, every, I, you know, and, and we've spoken. I agree completely with this unconscious bias. We've, between our little group message app that we've had, there's been quite the conversation over the weekends. But... I think um, mm. it was just disappointing. And Broncos, it just shows you where Broncos are. They, they're much better this year. They, were just, they just couldn't overcome mm. those sorts of issues and just beat the Roosters. It was sort of that, yeah. yeah, the Roosters just sort of found that way in the end to win. They had their advantages, you know. I guess, you know, that Joey Manu try, I thought it was a try, but I sort of got what you're saying. It's those 50-50 calls it went up as a no try, didn't it? So... It's, yeah, um, well, that, that's the thing that annoyed me. Yeah. If it had gone up as a try, I'd be like, fair enough. But it went up as a no try. And for me, I know, and again, most people seem to think it was a try. I look at it, I, I didn't think there was conclusive enough evidence to overturn it. But, you know, I'm also a fan of the Broncos, so I can cop there's some bias there. Um, I guess the thing that annoys me too as a Broncos fan, yes, we, we didn't get 50-50 calls in a game that we were so competitive in against the top team. Have we played like that against the Cowboys in week three and the Warriors in week four? We beat them both by 20 points plus. That's what pisses me off as a Broncos fan from a, from a point of being pissed off at the club, the side, because if they play, that, that should have been our first loss of the year. Should have been Friday night. We should have been 4-0 going into that because they've shown what they can do when they work together. I mean, that was easily the best they've looked this year, even though it was a loss. Yeah, uh, they, they well, they're much improved. They just need that, just that little bit extra to, to get over those teams like the Roosters yeah. where they're, you know, used to and, winning. And sort come. of that, you know, yeah, it'll come. It's sort of like those teams they're used to losing. You know, they lose a lot. The mm. teams like the Roosters are used yeah. to winning. They just find a way in these these games yeah. where, you know, the other team's playing well, but they just somehow get over the line in whichever way they do. And Trent Robinson was pretty complimentary in his press conference. Like when they said to him, oh, how, how do you feel that game went was the first thing they asked me. He said, I just really enjoyed watching it. He said, I thought, both, I thought the Broncos were so improved on their last couple of games. And he said, they really took it to us. He said, that was, he said I just really enjoyed that game of footy. Like, I thought both teams really, really had a go. And I, that, as, when I take the supporters cap off, that's how I felt about the game. Both teams had a red-hot crack against each other. Yeah, and he's probably very complimentary of the refs too. Oh, I'm sure he was. Check, the check will clear all right, uh, moving on to Saturday's games. Uh, Raiders versus the Storms. Principal, sorry, condolences, your Raiders team. <laughs> what I need Lost to again. do, right, is just record what I'm about to say. And the same thing I said last week, the same thing I said the week before. Actually, no, they won that week, so I was probably a little bit more upbeat. It is just <laughs> the Raiders aren't giving themselves a chance at the moment. They're, um, 
their completions and their their errors are just not even giving them a chance in these games. It's, it's, I've, to be honest, I've, you know, they've had some bad years. They've had some really good years recently and they've had some bad years. Last year was a bad year. But I've never seen them just forget how to hold onto the ball. Like these these errors, are just you're getting players that just consist. You can name them every week. You've got um, Chansey from the fullback, Jack Wyden. You've got Papali's been making mistakes. Let alone, he, and he hasn't been making meters either. So, I don't know what it is, but these drop balls is sort of throwing their confidence, and they just, you know, they um, no matter how good they play, and they, their game against the Storm, the Raiders actually played really well. Their defense was fantastic. So, if you took out the errors, um, and completion rates, the Mel- the Storm and the Raiders pretty much had similar stats, which is crazy, right? With given the the um the score in the end, but it was just. The Raiders dropped the ball so often they, they put Melbourne on their line consistently and you just can't compl- do that repeatedly every, you know, th- the whole way through the game and expect to be able to defend them and keep them out. So it was just, um, again, the Raiders just... It would have been a really close game if they could have held on to the ball, I think, this one. They were definitely up for the for the match. It was just, um, yeah, these silly errors. But I said the same thing last week. Uh, but, yeah, this is another game where we, we spoke about that... You know that the try that the Raiders scored in the first end of the first half. That was um, they looked at it for about forty five minutes. Um, they had to you know pay extra overtime yeah. on the ground because they um and that's, they that's went the over. Thing that annoyed me. That annoyed me so much because like yeah, it went up as a no try. So I can understand if they had to look at it three or four times just to make sure. But I saw the first replay. I was like, oh, he scored. Yeah. Oh, okay. Look at it. Look at it another couple of times just to be just to be safe. All right. Now we're looking at the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. At that point, I'm thinking, they are quite literally trying to find a reason to take it off them, but they yeah. can't find an angle that suits that suits it. It's like, oh, it yeah. went up as no try, and it's Melbourne, and they don't concede many tries. So if the ref didn't think it was a try, it mustn't be a try. So we've got to prove him right. Well, I no, also think that the, the first replay showed that he was wrong. Do you also Did think that, um, and I actually saw that live, and I thought it was a try instantly, and you think, so did I, I wonder if the, live, I, I thought it was, but I understood why they went upstairs. Well, they went upstairs, but I, I find the I find that unconscious bias also appears when you've got the um they're making a decision to send it upstairs. You know, do they think it's a try or not try as well? So, do you mm. think I I mm. wonder if that also plays and that makes makes a difference what they say. So if they say it was a try oh, or not can, try. If, if, if you know, it's so, inconclusive, they'll go with the on-field yeah. ref. Absolutely. So, so if it was at the other end, they probably would have said, "Oh yeah, Melbourne try." Yeah, try. Yeah, uh, yeah. especially if it's a. Especially if it's a player like, say, Pappenhausen or someone, you know, one of the, the bigger players that, yeah. that you know, yeah. it's like what we're saying about Tedesco. But the other thing of this game I thought was, as a Raiders supporter, I'm obviously horrendously biased. But the biggest thing I thought in this one was the the six agains. The the difference in six agains in that first half, it was just, I've never seen, well, I have seen, it, it's happened, but Raiders could not make a tackle on Melbourne without getting six again. They were just getting absolutely punished for, yeah. you know, um, lane in the tackles, which, looking at it, I sort of thought uh, I couldn't see how they could get away with it, get get away any quicker. Mm. And I noticed Melbourne doing the same thing, and they didn't get any. That was basically the first half. So, yeah, that was yeah. another frustrating thing. That first <coughs> half, it was sort of, I don't know if that's an unconscious bias or they've got, you know, I I also believe they've got tip sheets on players, and they look at players and go, he just does this all the time. So it's sort of like a, oh, you know, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, you know, they just do this, of- yeah. Yeah, this was part of what we spoke about last week too about the um the fact that it was two co- two coaches. One of them was Des Hauser, We don't know who the other one was. 
whinging about the fact that not enough six again calls are being made. Uh, well, maybe the other one was Craig Bellamy. Yeah, exactly. Might, well, might, might, uh, might make sense. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, look, in the end, Melbourne were, were the better team. But yeah, I, I definitely think there was... Look, I don't think the Raiders were terrible, as you said. I, I, you know, they, they probably beat, you know, eight or nine other teams on that effort. Yeah. Um, it's just they happen to be up against Melbourne and they're a pretty hard nut to crack. So there you go. Trust me, I know we, we definitely don't do very well against them. All right. Uh, the other games we had on Saturday were Rabbitohs versus Dragons. Uh, Rabbitohs looks like they smashed Dragons. So I saw some of that in the back. In sort of, I was doing a few jobs around the house, watching it in the background. And look, um, I don't think either team were, were great, but South always looked like they were, you know, handling them pretty comfortably. So I don't think you know, it wasn't really a surprise. I think St George are in a, a bit of a hole at the moment, uh, but they, they were improved on what they'd done the la- the previous couple of games. But. Um, yeah, Souths are slowly getting better. There's, I think their halfback, he was pretty good. That the new halfback, Ilias, he he um started to to show that he's he's got some qualities and I guess why Souths had faith in him, he's starting to repay that a little bit now. So um Yeah, I think the the last yeah, so. couple of weeks he's been pretty good. Um but the biggest thing yeah, out of yeah, this game good. was the biggest thing out of this game was Latrell Mitchell with the oh, hamstring Luttrell. out for eight weeks and um Yes. That that's a that's a, that's a massive issue for for them, I think, going forward. Mm. Especially because Cody Walker yeah. hasn't really got back to his form from last year. He's really still well, struggling, even he in, has in this to, game as well. Because, well, the other big thing they pointed out, which was true, is like, not only, obviously Adam Reynolds is gone, uh, Latrell Mitchell's injured, but Dane Gagai's gone as well. So, so much of their strike power is now either not with the club or out injured. And, and yeah, so look, it's good that the halfback, the young halfback, has picked up a bit of form because they they kind of need it, and they really need Cody to sort of step up a bit now. But I think Cody came out um, after the game even said, "Look, I'm not happy with my form. I know I've got to get better." Um, so he he's not trying to blame anything. He's just like, "Look, I got I got to own this and 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 get back to what works for me." So so that's good. That's a good sign that he's acknowledged that. He's not trying to lay the blame anywhere and. Um, Look, I think I think um, look, they're still a top eight team. I th- look, they, as long as they get four or five wins while the trolls out, they'll they'll they'll, they'll soldier on. Yeah, and then the last game for Saturday was Titans versus Eels. Eels won, yeah, reasonably well. It wasn't a bad game this one. It was. I actually found this pretty entertaining. Like, weren't, weren't Parramatta up twenty nil or something like that, and then the Titans came up with a bit of a comeback. Um, and got really close in the end. I mean, David Fafita David scored an absolute ripper of a try to get them back within four points late in the game. And, um, but the, the thing that I found most interesting about this game, actually, is that, and this is what coaches do, they're very smart. Um, I, don't like, I don't like what they did, but I have a lot of respect for their coach for what he's done here with the captain's challenge rule. You can only, you can only make a captain's challenge if there is a break in play. So if someone if something happens but then the ball's picked up and, and play continues, you can't go back to it. So what uh, what the Titans did, there was a couple of times where they knew for a fact that if they could cause a break in play, they were going to get they were going to do the challenge and they were going to be successful. So when they when the error happened against them, they intentionally gave away a penalty. So that once the penalty was given, they could say, Well, we're challenging what happened just before the penalty. And both times they got it right, and it proved to be massive momentum swings in the second half 
that got them back into the game. So I don't like it because it's look, it's it's a loophole that probably needs to be shut down. But I love I love the fact that this coach has, has found a loophole in it and because I hate the captain's challenge. I don't like it. I think it's crap. I've never liked it. But I like the fact the coach has found a loophole because maybe that will see them get rid of this stupid rule. Yeah, I hate the captain's challenge as well. It just drives me. You know, when especially when it's like that Hail Mary at the end where they just go, oh, Captain Challenge, like, oh, come on, let's yep. just finish this game. But uh, this, um, well, this is the game also that Paulo decided to try and take someone's head off. Oh, yeah. And you know what? And, um, sorry, I don't care what any, any of these dickhead old, old school rugby league fans say. He hit him in the head. He hit him yeah. in the head. He deserves a week off. I'm sorry. I, no one's going to convince me otherwise. People are going to try and say, oh, no, bounce up. Thank you for fuck. He hit him in the head with his shoulder. That's a penalty. And it's a sin bin, and it's it's a um uh, a weak suspension. And what's Come worse, on, it's mate. probably it's probably the technique anyway, tackling up high. All yep. um, who was it, Brimson or Sexton? I can't remember which one it was. Uh, Brimson was the one. Brimson, who got yeah. yeah. So all he had to do is fall, probably like another five centimeters. He would have been direct contact. He would have absolutely just oh, he taken been his like head off. Right, right so, the nose. Yeah. So that yep. that um yep. that tackle, really, is just it's too dangerous. Like. You know, I guess those big hits are good, but he was he was always aiming high on that player. Yeah. The player fell a little bit, yeah. but, you know, Papali got yeah. a similar one last year in that magic round. He was out for he's, three weeks. And, and you know he, what? He Lallana actually got hit. sent off for it. Yeah. And it's so did Papali, actually. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. And, and that was um, the same sort of shot. It was uh, The only difference yeah. was um, it was probably a bit higher on the head, but it was that same front on. It wasn't, you know... Yeah, on purpose. Yeah. It was just that, well, just um, a bit of a Henry technique thing. The Broncos against you guys. He got yeah, stopped. that's right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and I think the Canberra player dropped a lot in that. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. everyone was like, "Yeah, it's a penalty." But it's like, "Oh, send off! What the fuck?" So yeah. you know, I think you know. Look, this one. Yeah, he dropped a little bit. Hit him in the head. Sorry, mate. It's a penalty, and yeah, it's a grade one. Whatever. One week off. Have a rest. I mean, I think Parramatta will be fine without him. I mean, they're a pretty decent team. They'll probably handle themselves one week and he'll probably just come back fresher, so it might be a blessing in disguise for them. Probably. I mean, and I always I think, you know, people the argument was, you know, we want people love those tackles in the game and you think, well, you can do tackles that are spectacular and, you know, they stop people in their tracks and push them backwards, but this one was showing the head flinging back, getting you know, he was in a lot of pain and you think that's not selling the game, is it, really? Like, you're looking at trying to get younger people to play the game and, you know, different yeah. audiences. Well, you that's think, it, that's it. That's yeah, not I selling. Like, you saw... All the people who say, like, yeah, I agree, man. Like, all the people who say, oh, yeah, we want the big shoulder charges back because that's what brings fans no. in. No, it's not. What brings fans in is the amazing length of the field tries, the amazing put-downs by the wingers in the corners, um... You know, the classic um, around-the-legs tackle if someone's made a line break and you reel them yeah. in. Like, I think of um, uh, Scotty Sattler in that yeah. grand final nearly 20 years ago against the Roosters. And that's that's what yeah, I, that's, that's what I want to see, man. Not You know what? Yeah. You, you can be hard and tough without hitting someone in the head. Yeah, well, I mean, um, Valame did it for the Raiders the other day. That shot that he put on, um, who was it from? Was it Man- the Manly player or whatever team it was? And that was just, you know, around the waist, but he just, perfect timing, put him on his back. It was a great shot. This guy was was a bit of a grub when he played, but his tackling technique was great. A guy like Steve Matai, the uh, the centre for Manly. Yeah, yeah. How many huge hits did he put on guys right around their midsection, man? 
He just slammed. I, me- I remember one against Souths where, like, he hit him so hard. The Souths player got up and played the ball. Then he just fell back down holding his stunt. He was, like, just in nearly convulsing yeah, on the field. Like, I, I think I remember that game. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, I, he, I, you could just oh, have a so highlight. That's, that's probably the best from like, actual big hit tackle ever. So, because so many times those big hits happen. These guys are so strong, they just get up and play the ball and they're not even hurt. But this one, he, mm. he was hurt. He was just, like, oh, <laughs> Like he was whole, he was just in desperate pain. Um, but yeah, we're, well, we're, I know we're, 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 we're running out of time, but I reckon we can <laughs> skip through these because you know what the best part about these last two games? Didn't even need yep. to watch them. We already knew what was going to happen, right? Sharks smash Tigers. Tigers play poorly. I was going to say that trouble in Tiger Town continues, but if you want to breeze right over it, fine. Blah, I'll find a way blah, to get blah. it back I, in. I, I watched the first half of the Cronulla game. And I think they're up what sixteen nil at half time, and they they weren't even playing well, Cronulla. So I was like, yeah, I'm done watching this. Like they're going to win in a canter. Uh, the other game. And the I didn't other watch thing the I was going to say, the Panthers versus Bulldogs. Uh, we we tried to pick the margin for that one. I think and that might Smokes, have been closest. You, you were very close. It I was, was only a couple uh, of points you picked off. Yeah. Thirty four sixteen, and it was thirty two twelve. So yeah, congratulations, yeah. Smokes. You yeah. did a very good. Yeah, uh, I had a very good round of tipping, tipping this week actually. I believe yes, I got perfect a perfect score. Round. Yes, we'll perfect see. score. Uh, if we don't include the women's <laughs> minus the uh, grand women's final, game. <laughs> but we won't we'll count that to. one because we'll, we'll, we'll that's get what back we're that. counting this year. Fine, fine. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, Smoke's got a perfect round. I got seven out of eight. Phantom got six out of eight, and Principal got five out of eight. So uh, the the season wide, you know, we're getting a bit closer. Coming back. Uh, 27, 27, I'm now equal 30, last, 28. Just last. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, the, the, the gaps are closing in and, and <laughs> principal. Um, I know you, you're like dedicated to picking bloody, not roosters and raiders, but there's a shift, on so many there's a shift coming, right? Two bent with two tips there. <laughs> I'm just predicting, like, you know, the, the rise of the raiders and the fall of the roosters halfway through the season. I'm just going to, and then all of a sudden, I'll be I two points extra right. a week. And winning this right. comp. But you know what? I'm all about uh, morals and I refuse to tip anyone that has I'm down with it, that man. plays I'm down with like it. the Roosters. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Uh, all right, on to uh, this week's power rankings provided by Fox Sports uh, webpage. Thank you very much. Uh, the Broncos are down one spot uh, at position 11. The Raiders are up three spots on position 10. Oh, and fantastic. the Roosters are down one spot on position 5. I guess what I find strange about that is, like, we had a very, very, very close loss to a team that a lot of people have got them in the top four, the Roosters, and we went down a spot. The Raiders lost by, like, what, 16 points against another (laughs) top four team, and they've gone up three spots. So I don't understand that. Like, what they're saying is what, what the Raiders did was better than what we did. I don't. I don't. They, I don't you know what? Care, I just this is literally... Work shit out. This is the worst ranking. I just never... I can never... I can't Why understand not? how Raiders can improve three spots and getting hammered and, like, playing pretty poorly. Why not? <laughs> like, Why not? And, and, the, and the, the Roosters had Fox to come sports. from 10-0 down away from home and they went down a spot. Mm, yep. I don't know. Oh, it's just interesting to look at. It's just more of a study of... It's unconscious bias of the people that make this. You know, someone it, was is a, un- who, it is unconscious who, bias. Whoever, whoever wrote this this week was a Raiders fan. I was like, oh, look, I can't have Raiders, them down and, there. And, and they're definitely a Parramatta fan up. too because they've been, they've been on their ass all year. Yep, so there you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, 
What we, did we watch the women's NRL grand final? I did watch a lot of it. I have to be like, I was, I had like a massive, massively busy school holidays so far with the kids. So I remember that afternoon, I was like, I'm just going to sit down and watch it. I was so tired, I was sleeping through part of it. Not because it wasn't entertaining, just because I was so tired. But um, I saw a good chunk of it. Um, look, Roosters again, against the odds, sort of came back and beat, an, uh, you know, they, they had to beat the top two teams in the comp to win the premiership and, and they did it. There was one moment, though, um, they scored the final try they scored when they were up by six points, and they scored a try to get the bleed out to 12. It was a bit controversial because their trainer was on the field dealing with an injured player right near where the play was happening, signalling to the ref to call time off. And the Roosters player at the ball just ran straight through where that trainer was because there was a huge gap there and scored the try. And I remember looking at it going, well, surely they can't award that. They have to go back and play the ball because the, the Dragons all stopped because the, the trainer had said, hey... We need to call time off, and I thought that was just a bit of a shame because it was a close game, and that sort of ended it because it was only about I think four or five minutes to go after that. So that was a bit of a shame. But um, what you know, is it with the roosters what, and using trainers to their advantage to oh, win grand finals? Isn't it? That's two yeah, grand finals. Yeah, from the men's, haven't they? <laughs> it's just oh, you know, oh, you right now. No, it's just <laughs> fourteen players on a field. They just wait till the grand finals. Like, oh, we'll just chuck an extra player on. You know, in a yellow That's shirt, right. and you know we'll just um, you know, either get in front of the ball and stop a Raiders player scoring, you know, a forty meter try to get the first try of the grand final, and then be you know, take the lead and never, um, you know, give up the lead and win the grand final. So basically, it costs us a trophy. Yeah. I'm just saying that, and now it costs the poor Dragons a trophy as well. Roosters yeah. cheat cheats. Yeah. It's always next year. Don't worry. All right. Uh, moving on to some other news stories. Uh, the Panthers have confirmed the Clearies have been extended to 2027. Jesus Christ. Uh, mm. So both father and son, Ivan and Nathan Cleary, going yep. to be Panthers pretty much for life, right? Pretty much, for, yeah. Uh, that, that'll, that'll, I think that'll get Nathan up to about 30 years old by the time that, that, that expires. And look, yeah, um, I think it's really a surprise. I think no one really expected either of them to leave, especially with the success they've had over the last couple of years. And Nathan's still very young. He's going to get better. Um, and look, I, yeah, he's going to be getting paid a, a very handsome salary, but there's going to be players from other teams, like even if they're going to lose a couple of their, their other star players, um, there'll be young guys who they can probably get on a cheaper rate who want to play alongside this guy. So it's a good move. I heard a very interesting little theory thrown out um, as well, saying, well, if they're father and son, coaches don't have a salary cap. They're probably giving Ivan an extra two or $300,000 a year, and then he's just tapping it onto his son so they don't have to put in the salary cap. That is a uh, very interesting theory. Uh, I guess what the I investigation say, should be launched. Yeah, well, but how much truth there is to that? Because it's like, well, yeah, like maybe they would get like, if they give Ivan an extra three hundred thousand dollars a year. He's still got to put that as taxable income on his tax return, doesn't he? So, would you want to do that? I mean, I love my kids, but I don't know if I want to pay all that tax for them. We did. <laughs> you already do, uh, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> so, um, in one way or the other, know, it's no surprise. They'll be there for a long time, and. Um, yeah, makes them a very formidable combination for years to come. Principal thoughts? Uh, just as expected. 
Don't have really yeah. any thoughts on this. Don't. Does uh, Ricky Stewart have any kids that are like football playing age or no? I think one of his. Maybe a new dynasty could start. I think it's a, a son well, that plays rugby union actually or something, but not like I don't know if professionally, but no. But you know, I think Kevin Walters is pretended... currently our five Kevin Walters' boy is currently our five and he actually played pretty good against the Roosters too. Other than the intercept pass, he was pretty good. Um, so, you know, there's a few father son combos. All right. Well, back moment, to your Broncos. So... Uh, Huss and Kelly handed a one-week sidelines for the stint at the Sydney pub with the the old... You, you better go first, principal, because I, I could get oh, into no. rant mode again, so... For me, I think this is just... It's exactly what it should have happened. Just a one-week um, suspension for Huss, only because he's been constantly charged with similar stuff. So he hasn't learned from it, so, you know, there needs to be... Some consequences. It's um, interesting that it doesn't really affect Kelly at all because he's injured. So it's um, <laughs> it, so he's got. I think he's injured for a couple of weeks, doesn't he? So that that doesn't really affect him. But I, well, I, Ke- I'm Kelly's, pretty happy Kelly's with it. Kelly's out for four months. Kelly's out for four months, but apparently months, they've yeah. said that he doesn't serve his one week until he has been cleared to play. Oh right, okay. There you go. So yeah. Um, well, it does affect Kelly then? But I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. I think that's you know fine and just one week. I think it's pretty much where it should have been, personally. But I can't wait to hear the thoughts of the number one mm. Broncos supporter. Mm. A one-week suspension for that is one week too many. In fact, it's three weeks too many. That's how f***ing <laughs> soft this shit is. I get it. He's done a couple little misdemeanors. You know, you know what his previous misdemeanors are? One of them was that... He refused to talk to the integrity unit because they wanted to talk to him about some of his family members getting into a fight. Nothing involving him, but he was like, well, no, I don't feel like ratting out my family members and while you're investigating them, they don't play football. That was his first misdemeanor. I don't really have much problem with what he did there. The second one, yeah, was an issue where he was like swearing at a cop. Yeah, shouldn't do that. Dickhead move. But you know what? There's players on the field who do way worse than that every week, and they get like he basically what they've done. His little his little shirt push is worth the same as Junior Polo nearly taking off um, Brimson's head. I don't know. Seems a bit seems a bit much. And and convenient that the suspension happens leading into the Broncos match against oh a highly ranked team, the Penrith Panthers, <laughs> premiers, current competition leaders, current competition favourites. Unconscious bias? I don't know. Don't know. No, look, just putting know, it out there. Just putting it out You know there. what the best... You know, the, the Broncos are going to lose anyway, so it doesn't really matter, hey? It just get it out of the way while we they're going to get smashed. We were a chance of beating them if us was there. We were an honest <laughs> chance of beating them if us was there. Okay. The unbeaten oh, Panthers. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, sure. I can't sure. I'm, I'm running out of breath. All right. Uh, I would be tempted to go. Smith's telling advice to Munster as big $500,000... Call looms. Why would you not uh, go? Cameron Smith. He surely just goes. That's. I reckon he's going to end up at the Dolphins. What do you think, Smokes? If if that's the difference, if he's getting it, going to get be getting about an extra three or four hundred grand a year, and he gets to be their marquee player, probably their captain, if he goes. Um, he's always expressing a, a desire to move back to Queensland. I mean, as soon as the the, the pandemic stuff hit and they ceased the competition in um uh twenty twenty. Um, remember, like, um, he, he jumped in the car and started driving back to Queensland so he could spend before the borders were shut. 
so he could move back to be close to his family and everything. So he's yeah. got a massive desire to go back to Brisbane. Well, um, I think he said at the end of last year, and it caused a bit of controversy that he's like, you know, he'd be open to going to the Dolphins. And then he sort of yep. got reined in a bit by Melbourne, saying, <laughs> I'm assuming internally, but yeah. also by the media saying, you know, you're still at Melbourne, you've got years and years left. Because he can't even go next yeah. year. He's got a, got a the well, year after. Right. He's, he's still, still contract for 20 to the storm. Unless he can yep. get out of it. Yeah. Um, and look, so, he, he, but, lo- yeah. he loves Wayne as well. He loves Wayne as well. I mean, Wayne, in that, in that Origin series at the end of 2020, when they played at the end of the season, um, and they had, you know, Queensland had the, the worst team of, in Origin history or whatever, which is a lot of crap, but anyway. Um, he got the best out of Munster. I mean, let's face it, Queensland won the series 2-1. The one game they lost was when Munster got injured in the third minute and had to go off for the rest of the match. Um, so Bennett knows how to, to, to get him playing a great style of footy. And obviously Craig Bellamy does too. He's been amazing for the Storm. But um, So that's a big draw. That's going to be a big draw card too because Bellamy's not going to be around at Melbourne for the rest of Munster's career. So maybe he wants to go and be coached by... By Grandpa Wayne, you know? So, yeah, look, I, I think it's a big chance that he goes there. Massive chance. All right, and then our last new, news story here. Phil Gould's explosive call for Rabbitohs to be investigated over Anthony Milford's contract. Yeah, this 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 obviously dates back a while because it was back sort of late September where Milford got... Uh, the police charged him with a few counts of assault. Uh, it's now gone to court and it's been dismissed. Uh, the CCTV footage showed they didn't assault anyone. Um, I remember we were discussing this right at the start of the, the, the podcast season for us this year. And I, I think I said something along the lines of, I think there's more to this story than than um, than is being spoken about. And what I was sort of alluding to there is I never believed that he assaulted anyone. I think it was a load of shit. I think, um, I think some people saw him out with his missus. I think his missus was um, probably drunk and carrying on a bit. He was trying to f***ing calm her down. And some people decided to latch onto him because they knew he was a well-known football player. And instead of going on him, he, I think he threw a bin at a car or something, which was a stupid thing to do. But he didn't assault anyone. And I guess the big thing here is what Gus is talking about, is the fact that this all happened in late September. The, 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 the Rabbitohs initially lodged the contract with the NRL at the end of July. The NRL came back to him like middle of August saying, hey, there's a clerical error here, you've got to fix it up and relodge it. Um... And they obviously didn't do it in time. They thought, oh, we've got heaps of time. And once Milford hit this trouble, they've obviously, all of a sudden decided, oh, well, we're not going to lodge this contract because um, then we've got to pay a guy who we can't even play. Now, the big problem for Milford is uh, under the NRL's rules of the no-fault stand-down, if he had a contract with South, which should have been lodged before this issue came up, he would have been stood down. He wouldn't have played the game this year yet, but he still would have been getting paid. Uh, and in the end, he's, it's turned out he's, he hasn't done anything wrong. He, he should be allowed to be able to play again. Um, but he's been getting paid nothing. And, and, and he lost a contract out of it. Um, and and similar, like, uh, so, Principal, like, you, he used to play for your club. I know you used to... I think you used to really like him as a player and you probably followed his career a bit like me. I, he's always given me the impression that he's a very quietly spoken, um, shy individual. So when I heard the stories of, oh, he's on, on assault charges, I thought, I find it very hard to believe that Anthony Milford has gone and tried to punch a bunch of people. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, I don't know what happened. And, you know, I'm happy for, you know, them to go through the process to see, to work, to really work it out. Obviously, 
there's been some more details that's come up. So, but I don't don't have any idea of really what happened. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting that South can get away with it. I think you know, I think I read somewhere that he might look to try and recoup some of that money as well, um, given that it, you know it was an agreement that that he was sort of left high and dry. Um, I find it well because they relocated him to Sydney. They yeah. actually relocated him to Sydney with his family ready to go, and all of a sudden, what, a couple of months after his contract was supposed to be registered, this issue comes up for him, and South have now said, oh, we, we can't register your contract yet, or it won't allow us. Seems a bit what funny. I, you know what I don't understand, and I'm not saying, you know, again, I don't understand fully what the charges were, but with the no-fault stand-down, I thought it had to be, you know, quite like a significant jail term or something like that. So he's been he's been completely stood down um, and sort of removed from footy. He's still having trouble trying to trying to get re-registered now, even though it looks like he's yeah, been and he, he, found not guilty. And this, this is um, a real... Yeah, yeah. And this is the stupid thing about it, is that he's been cleared by the courts. They've looked at all the footage. They've seen he hasn't assaulted anyone. All right, we have to wrap it up because we're running out of time. Uh, all right, super catch update. Smokes, what's the update? Well, we're at two wins and two losses, so we obviously lost last week. Um, but look, uh, we might look at some changes. Um, we've got to check and see on the injury front. There's a few guys. I mean, Payne Huss is obviously not playing this week, so we'll have to uh, at least bench him for someone. Um, I may even pass off the uh, res- the coaching responsibilities here to one of my cohorts. Um, Principal, you up to the challenge? Yeah, I'll have a look and we'll make some changes. I mean, we're all going for a green theme, aren't we? Oh, why not? <laughs> of course. Why not? No, all right, no, all right, you too. All, all right. right, let's keep going. Uh, beer bets. Beer bets. Uh, let's see. Uh, Smokes, you got three beers. Phantom got uh, lost one and Principal lost a lot. So this week's beer bets. Boys, <laughs> give me a bet. <laughs> Oh, All right, yeah. let's have a look at the draw here. Give me two seconds. Oh, I, I know my beer bet. I know my beer bet. Without even looking at the round. Uh, I will get consecutive perfect rounds. Two beers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm taking that one. I'll let you take that one, that. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect round yeah. form. Two beers. All right, principal beer bets. Ooh, I'm going to go Bulldogs to beat the Rabbitohs. Oh, taking that. I'm taking yep. that action. How many beers? Uh, we're just doing two. I'm losing them very quickly. Two. I need Did to... Did you lose too many? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, was that Bulldogs to win? Bulldogs to win. probably won't take that because he's tipped the Bulldogs. All right. Well, he's you can tipped have the Bulldogs. Fan, so uh, I'm so taking that. So smokes only. That's fine. And then oh, we can make up one for Fant. Uh, Prin- oh, um, oh, Trent sorry. Robertson gets suspended. Trent Robertson blows up at the press conference and gets fined $10,000. Because roosters don't get the um, I don't know. Hang on, let me think about this. Can we redo that again? I got lost in my, what I was doing. Robinson <laughs> to pay fine. I'm just gonna put that down. Oh, brilliant! I love it. Robinson blows blows up because he's not getting the unconscious bias he's had in other weeks. All right. Cool. cool Interesting. Cool. All right. Uh, as always, you can look at uh, these sort of bets and tips on the. Facebook page, Pub Talk Rugby League Podcast. Go there and follow and subscribe and do all those things. All right, and we're going to go through these tips real fast because we are running out of time, boys. So 
Raiders and Cowboys, principal. Oh, the mighty Raiders. They will come back into the winner's circle in a tremendous way and they'll win by 20. Well, they are against the Cowboys, so yeah, fine. Uh, Smokes? Yeah, give me the Raiders. Uh, I think they'll, um, they'll, you know, bounce back after what the Cowboys did doing a few weeks ago. Phantom, uh, Phantom has uh, the Cowboys naturally. Yeah, I've got the Raiders. All right, Rabbitohs versus Bulldogs. Phantom. No, sorry, Principal. Yeah, uh, Rabbitohs for this one. The beer bet is different to the actual tipping, and <laughs> I really don't want I've to come the Smokes? <laughs> yeah, I've got the Rabbitohs. Phantom has the Bulldogs. Yes, he does. All right. Uh, Panthers versus Broncos. Principal. Oh, I can't. No, won't be Adam Reynolds this week. Uh, Panthers. Uh, Smokes? Yeah, I'm on the Panthers. No pain, Huss really oh, hurts oh. us. I thought we were a chance. Oh, yeah. I thought we were okay. a chance if pain right. was there. Um, uh, I like that Phantom's Phantom got Broncos. Has, Phantom has the Broncos. Yeah, I can see. We, it's the on Broncos. the screen. I hope he's right. <laughs> All right. I hope he's right. I think he's insane. But he must be right. really busy at work because he's delirious with this these tips this week. <laughs> yeah. He's just All right. uh, he's on something. Yeah. Sea Eagles. Oh, the other thing I liked about that game. Year. Did you look at the bloody um, for and against all the well, not for and against the the, the the actual money on the for the Broncos? One dollar and eight, six eight, cents for the Panthers. It's, it's good money if you can get it right. So. It's good money if you can get it, but I don't think you'll be getting it. All right. Sea oh, uh, Eagles versus Titans. Smokes. Uh, I got Manly. Sea Eagles Titans. Um, I've, I've, I've got the uh, Sea Eagles. I think they'll, they'll back it up. And um, Phantom has the Titans. Principal? Yeah, I've got Manly this one. All right, I've got Manly as well. Phantom's on Titans. Storm versus Sharks. Ooh, this is going to be a great game, oh, son. This is going to be a good one too because it's... Nico Hines. That's uh, Nico Hines. Nico Hines. Yeah. Team. And Dale Finucane. I know these things. Yeah. Nico Hines oh, okay, and Dale Finucane uh, up against their, their former club. This, I think, is game of the round. I'm really yeah. looking forward yeah. to this game. I don't care what I've got on that. I'm watching this game. Um, I'm going to tip the Storm just purely because it's at Amy Park, but fuck, Sharks are a big chance, and uh, Phantom's got the Sharks, too. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Phantom. I'm, I'm going to go Sharks. Yeah. I reckon they're going to... Storm um, weren't shit. playing that well. They, they, were, they didn't play their best last week against the Raiders. I reckon Sharks can, can beat them if they play similar. They're a big chance. I, I'm... I'm Right. I'm nearly kicking myself for not tipping Cronulla because they have a great record against the Storm as well. I'm just backing the Storm purely because it's at it's Amy Park. That's the only reason. All right. Roosters versus New Zealand. Principal? Oh, the, unfortunately, the Warriors. Sean Johnson's going to no, kick they, another field goal. They've won the last three games, mate. They've won the last okay. three. They're gold. Yeah, but look who, look who the opposition were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're pretty good teams. <laughs> Ah, uh, Roosters, and obviously Phantom has the Roosters as well. Yeah, Roosters, yep. Yeah. Okay, and then Dragons, Knights, Phantom? Sorry, Principal? Uh, Knights. Knights will bounce back. Dragons are very average. Phantom's got Knights. Principal's yep. got Knights. Smokes? Uh, I'm going to go the Dragons. They will they will bounce back and get a win here. Uh, all right, and then Eels, West Tigers. Eels across the, last the board. Game for round six. <laughs> Yes, yeah. everyone already. Trouble in Tiger Town continues. I, All right, I no don't problems. think you'll be copying and pasting West Tigers on our little tip sheet any, this whole year. No one's tipping them. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. They haven't won a game. This is a Monday, like this is a Monday afternoon games. game because of the Easter weekend. Um, 
So that's that's All a Monday right. afternoon game. It's a traditional game, uh, Eels versus Tigers. And also on Friday, that, that first game, Rabbitohs-Bulldogs, is also an afternoon game. So they always do that on, on Good Friday. So um, so plenty of footy spread across um, five days. Five days of footy action starting tomorrow, Thursday. Bring it on. Great. All right, well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Pub Talk Rugby League. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook uh, if you like it. Great, share it, tell your friends, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, Even if you don't like it, just we'll... tell your friends. Just you know, just, say, just, just give it a go. The word. We, need, we need people listening. Not everyone has like to have the same jobs. opinion. We need a new career and this is it. If you don't like it, maybe someone else does. Share it around. Exactly. And in fact, all right. even Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Look, you can just laugh at the stress that... We're hopeless. You can laugh at the stress our host gets when we're running out of time and he's trying to wrap us up and we just keep oh, talking no, right? well, about no, the closest thing that we're just, just going to fade you guys out to uh, the <laughs> outro music. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, no problem. Has anyone got a song request for this week or what? Oh, bloody marvelous from Twelfth Man. I, I told you, I've been listening to that all week. It's been great. It's marvelous. Everything Hello, is marvelous. My name is Richie, and I'm the king. King. I'm the king, I'm the king commentator. commentator. I'm the number, I'm the number one, one thing. thing. I'm the king of two, and I'm a dancer. I'm the king of two, and I'm a jammer. That's what they call the MCG hammer. <laughs> I feel so Come on, boys. What a marvelous catch. What a marvellous shot. Well, after me to the bat. We're done. <laughs> We're done. What an Good end. Work, boys. What an end.